And welcome to episode 39 of Killer Hangover. My name is Beth. And I'm Bettina. And this week we have true crime and paranormal stories from Alabama. All right. I have the true crime this story and boy oh boy is it an interesting one. And I have the paranormal and also the alcohol. Yes. <laughs> I kind of picked something that had a lot of different alcohols in it. Oh, Okay. <laughs> But it'll be fun. Uh, it's called the Alabama Slammer. Well, perfect. <laughs> it's probably better known in the 70s. The 70s used to have really kind of sweet cocktails. Mm. And this is this is bright and fruity like the 70s liked it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, supposedly it originated from the University of Alabama. Okay. And at that point, it was a shot. Yeah, that's what I would think when you call it a slammer. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so it was a shot, but you can also appreciate it by making it more of a drink and letting it sit for a little bit and let the flavors kind of unfold at a leisurely pace. Okay, that's why <laughs> that's you made it early on. Okay. What this uh, liquor.com says. So in it. We have an ounce of Southern Comfort. Oh, no, no, An no, ounce no, of no. Slow Gin, which is sweeter than regular gin. So Ooh. maybe you might like that. I don't know. An ounce of Amaretto. Okay. Two ounces of fresh orange juice okay. garnished with an orange wedge. Which <laughs> you did not garnish. You didn't Fail. even plop it in my glass this time. Fail. <laughs> I did garnish it with a straw, though. So. Yeah, okay. So... You add all the ingredients into a shaker with ice and shake. And yay, I did bring that again. Yes, she did. <laughs> Strain into a highball glass over fresh ice. And then garnish. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. Okay. So let's try this. When I was in college, I used to drink Southern Comfort all the time. Mm, bitch can't anymore. No. I have not even tried it in years because it just ugh. socks. My best friend and roommate in college, we used to down wild turkey. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, shout out to you, socks. That oh. was many forgettable nights. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Okay. Cheers, mom. Cheers. Okay, it's not quite as sweet as I thought it would be. Oh, gosh. Oh, come on. Um, Let the citrus come I was through. Say, the orange juice is definitely making it a little easier for me to drink. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine taking this as a shot. I bet you there's not as much orange juice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a fan of gin. And like I said, Southern Comfort is not so comforting to me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a terrible drink no no it all mixed not. together very nicely and it's definitely a southern you know a southern type drink so but what what's a northern drink <laughs> well it's cooling refreshing and uh something you would drink in a warmer climate setting yeah that's not here right now at all no <laughs> <laughs> You chose Alabama. I just went with it, honey. 
All right, I'm going to sit back and drink this, and you are going to yeah, tell me. Yeah, you don't want to slam it. No, maybe I do. <laughs> I don't know. You might be slamming mine, too. I don't know. Well, you might want to slam your drinks with this story, friends. This story is absolutely insane. You'd think this was some kind of like a soap opera. It's hard to believe that it is actually a true crime story. Wow. Okay. I'm ready. Are you ready? Okay. Nanny was known in her community to be the woman who was always smiling and laughing. She loved to bake cook and clean oh the all-american housewife for her four children and her five husbands all right behind all those giggles nanny was a killer a killer known as the giggling granny (laughs) not the black widow (laughs) okay who committed murders from 1920 to 1954 that's like 30 years good math (laughs) (laughs) She was born as Nancy Hazel in 1905 in Blue Mountain, Alabama, to a very poor farming family. Mm -hmm. Her father was very strict and did not let any of his children, one boy and four girls, attend school. Oh, no. She and her four siblings stayed home to work the family farm. Like ever? They never went to school? No. When she was seven years old, her whole life changed. She was riding on a train with family when the train came to an abrupt stop, causing her to fall forward and smash her head on a metal seat in front of her. Oh, dear. Her head injury changed everything. I know we've talked about that before Mm -hmm. uh, with the clutter murders. I know we talked about it on Patreon, but head injuries, it's interesting how many serial killers have had them. Yep, yep. She started having regular headaches and even blackouts as she grew up. Oh, no. Now, she hated her father for making her stay home and work the farm. She lived in a dream world most of the time. Mm. She dreamed of living that romanticized life she saw in the magazine articles she perused. She wanted that true love. She loved love. (laughs) I gotcha. No, I gotcha. And she'd sneak away from work on the farm or her father to read and look through the Lonely Hearts column, especially. Another reason she despised her father was because he never let her or any of her sisters wear any makeup or wear any clothing remotely feminine, which in time is all Nancy wanted in life. So you mean he made them wear pants and Mm -hmm. oh, nothing feminine. And if they wore dresses, they were just loose smocks. All she wanted was to be attractive and fall in love. And live happily ever after. Exactly. She hated her father and wanted out. So at 16, she married Charlie Braggs. They had known each other for four months before they got hitched. Where'd they meet? They both worked at the local factory together. Oh, so she did leave the farm. To make money for the family. Okay, Mm -hmm. okay. Charlie's mother lived with the couple, their whole relationship. Oh, fun. Charlie was her only child and she had never married. So he was all she had. And of course, she would move in with the newlyweds. <laughs> but she, but also keep in mind, Nancy's also 16. So it's kind right. of like, I understand they just got married, but yeah. 
she proved herself to be just as abusive to Nancy as her father had been. No way. The two did not get along at all. Well, I could see that. Yeah. She had some pretty strict rules for Nancy. And Nancy followed those rules and had four children with Charlie. The marriage started to fall apart in 1927 after the fourth baby was born. Nancy was 22 at this time. Okay. It was also around this time that Charlie had started cheating on Nancy. Nancy had turned to alcohol to get her through her days with her controlling mother-in-law. Oh, my gosh. So she'd sneak a nip here and there. Oh, I think more than just a nip. But it was just her, her mother-in-law, and her four children at home. And Charlie was just off. Did the mother-in-law help with the kids at least? I don't really know how much. I don't know their relationship besides the fact that she was very abusive towards Nancy. Verbally and just awful. Also in 1927, two of Nancy's children died. Oh. It was very sad to the family because one minute the two children were fine and healthy. So two of her four children died? Yes. So 1927 is proving to be a terrible year. She just had her fourth baby. Her husband is cheating on her. She's starting to drink a lot because her mother-in-law is driving her (laughs) insane. And then in the same year, two of her children die. Suddenly. The baby or the older ones or do you know? The two middle children. Oh, that's weird. Okay. So one minute they're fine and healthy and then the next they die. Doctors believed it to be food poisoning. Hmm? The family mourned. Nancy did too until she received a good amount of life insurance money. Charlie believed the young girls had been poisoned by Nancy. Oh, no. And fled with his oldest daughter, Malvinia, leaving his newborn baby and mother behind with Nancy. See ya. (laughs) After Nancy's mother-in-law died months later, mysteriously, might I add... Charlie comes back and the two get a divorce and Charlie made statements claiming he stopped eating and drinking anything that Nancy had prepared. Despite this. Why wouldn't she have? I'm sorry. Why wouldn't the mother-in-law? Because we don't know what's going on. Why wouldn't the mother? Why wouldn't the mother-in-law have died before the children? I don't know. That's a practice run. (laughs) I Despite this, Nancy, or Nanny, as she liked now to be called, got custody of the remaining two daughters. Oh, the so oldest that the he oldest, ran off with has come comes back. back. And so. she gets both kids? Mm-hmm. She gets both kids. She has the oldest daughter, Melvinia, and the baby. So they get divorced, and now she turns again to her romance novels and the Lonely Hearts column. She started exchanging love letters and poetry with Frank Harrelson. He wrote her the most romantic letters, and she responded with racy photos. Oh, and the two nanny. get married. <laughs> yes, and the two get married in 1929. So she's 24. She moved her girls to Jacksonville, Florida, where Frank lived. But her happy ever after didn't even start. Hmm? Moving in, she discovered Frank was a very abusive alcoholic with a criminal past. Oh, my gosh. Of course he was. Despite this, the marriage lasted 16 years. Oh, nanny. In 1943, Malvinia, her oldest daughter, gives birth to her first child, a son, Robert Lee Haynes. And a few years later, Malvinia gives birth to her second child, nanny's second grandchild. Now, I need to give fair warning. This next part is beyond terrible. So if you want to fast forward like a minute i'd understand 
After the birth of her second child, Mavinia was exhausted from labor, obviously, but so exhausted that she thought she was hallucinating when she saw her mother killing her newborn. Doctors believed it had been birth complications that killed the baby because they could not find anything otherwise. But Melvinia swore she had seen her mother with a hat pin. What? One of those very long pins. She believed she saw her mother sticking that into the baby's head. Oh my gosh. Was the baby a girl? I don't know. Because she didn't kill the first one. I'm just wondering if the baby was... Just wait. Mm, Just wait. A few months after that, Nanny was caring for her two-year-old grandson when he died of asphyxiation. Her daughter and her husband were left in a total state of grief at the loss of their two children within months. Nanny received $500 from the child's death. Uh -uh. She had taken out life insurance on the boy only a few months prior. Okay, is Malvinia, is she getting the clues here? It is now 1945. Frank, her husband, had gone out and gotten drunk at a local bar. A pretty normal thing for the couple. But this time he came home from the bar and started demanding sex from his wife. He did rape her and she claimed that this was the last straw of her abuse from him. A few nights later, she added a little special ingredient to his moonshine jug. (laughs) Rat poison. A week later, he died. Because of his alcoholism, doctors didn't look too far into his death. Cirrhosis. Again, She received a life insurance, and she used the money to buy a house and some land outside Jacksonville. Oh, nice amount this time. All right. Not long after that, she looks again for romance in the Lonely Hearts column. Because she is... Obsessed with love. Is she around this time? She is older now. 24 plus about 34, 44, minus 40 years old. So now she's in her 40s, yeah. And... Arlie Lanning of Lexington, North Carolina, connects with her there. Again, another heavy drinker. They get married. But soon again, she realizes this is not the love of her life that she's been searching for. And she just isn't happy. And Arlie wasn't too happy either because he started having multiple affairs. Oh, jeez. And one day, after suffering from some flu-like symptoms, followed by a heart attack, Arlie died. Doctors knew Arlie to be a heavy drinker. So again, they believed that's why the man had died. How long was this Taking marriage? Taking Nanny off of everyone's radar. Not very long. Did <laughs> <laughs> okay. she have life insurance on him too? Oh, I'm sure she did. After his death, she learned that his sister would obtain the house. <gasps> Somehow, some way, the house burnt down a few days after Arlie's death. <laughs> of course it did. Before leaving town... I mean, she was devastated after all. She went to say goodbye and visit her mother-in-law. They said their goodbyes, and lucky she did because that evening the woman died in her sleep. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Having nowhere to go, Nanny moved in with her sister, Dovey. It is now 1952. Nanny is 47 and still searching, wanting her true love. This time, she uses a dating agency to help her cause. It was called the Diamond Circle Club. And with the help of this club, she finds love again with Richard L. Morton from Emporia, Kansas. Oh, now she doesn't believe in going through the normal, like, I mean, what was normal at that time. Now I guess dating things are like, yeah, 
the normal stuff that used not. to be normal in those days. Oh, okay. And the departure gift she left for her sister, Devi, before she moved in with her new husband, wasn't the greatest. Instead of being grateful for a place to stay, Nanny left her sister to pass away days after she moved out. Jeez. Now, Richard wasn't an alcoholic this time, but he was very promiscuous. Another womanizer. But after all, Nanny was very busy right after the pair got married. She had become her mother's caretaker after she had fallen and broken her hip. Okay. Her father had since died, so her mother was on her own. A few months after Nanny started caring for her mother, without a warning, her mother died. Oh, jeez. Once things settled down, she finally caught her husband in his cheating ways. And wouldn't you know it, another funeral took place very suddenly. Are people not catch? I mean, she has family. Don't Gosh, they, I need can't a drink. They, <laughs> can't they figure out that everybody, I mean, I wouldn't even invite the lady to my house at this point. Well, think about it, too. She's not keeping too many family close anymore. And her husbands are in North Carolina, Florida, over, Kansas. Right. I mean, they're all over. And it's just the 1950s. Right. Well. So as we've seen, there's a pattern. I mean, literally anybody Nanny comes in contact with dies, but Nanny cannot be alone for long. In the summer of 1953, so less than a year after Richard from Emporia has died, she meets another love and marries again. His name is Samuel Doss. He is from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Now, Mr. Samuel is not a drunk, nor is he abusive. And on top of that, He's not a cheater. Oh, my gosh. Did she find true love? She went the other route with this one. And Mr. Samuel is very religious and conservative and did not approve of Nanny's beloved romance novels. (laughs) No. And he made a rule. She could only read or watch television shows if they were educational. (laughs) Okay. She decided to respond to this by doing her wifely duties and baking him a cake. (laughs) His favorite, prune. Mm. She simmered prunes, mixed in cinnamon, vanilla, and sugar. A little bit of arsenic. added a special ingredient of love, poison. (laughs) You don't want her to love you. Like, that's just something you just don't want. A few months into the marriage, Samuel was diagnosed with a severe digestive tract infection and spent a lot of time in the hospital for it. He did recover and was sent home. A few days later, after sitting to have his morning coffee, he died. That wasn't just cream she had added to his cup of joe. (laughs) The doctors had all been super suspicious of Samuel's death and eventually convinced Nanny that they wanted to do an autopsy to help save others' lives. Arsenic and lots of it were found in Samuel's system. In a newspaper article I read, it was enough poison to kill a horse. Oh my gosh. October 1954, she was apprehended and eventually confessed to killing four of her five husbands, but none of the other family members. Now, there are seriously so many pictures and videos of her being interviewed or even walking out of the jailhouse after confessing. And she just looks like this little happy, smiling grandma. Like, really? She's just smiling and waving. And in all the interviews, she's giggling. And just, just this pudgy little happy grandma. 
Really? It's insane. Now, there's something I read in some sources, but not in others. So some sources said that investigators working her case did exhume the other family members and found arsenic or rat poison in their bodies. But other sources, including a few newspaper clippings I read, said that she was only convicted for the murder of her four husbands. And it was only left a suspicion that she killed her mother, two mother-in-laws, her two infant daughters, a grandson, the other grandbaby, two sisters, and a woman whose identity was never revealed. Wow. May 17th, 1955, at the age of 50, Nanny pled guilty. When she admitted to the killing of her husbands, she did so almost gleefully. Hmm? Like I said, she was always delighted to give answers to the police, smiling and even laughing as she confessed. Hence the name given to her by journalists, the giggling granny, for her constant giggling at the most inappropriate times. I know the name sounds cute, but it's just outright creepy to me. Oh, my (laughs) gosh. She was sentenced to life in prison and she went to jail giggling. And in prison, she could not understand why those in charge wouldn't ever allow her in the kitchen. (laughs) I'm sorry. Because that's what she does best is bake and cook. Why oh, wouldn't you let me bake for Why everybody? Why won't they let me bake in prison? <laughs> in interviews, she blamed her brain injury she received when she was seven years old on the train, saying after the injury, a sense of depression always surrounded her. She also claimed her motive of killing was that she wanted to find the, quote, perfect mate, the real romance in life, mm-hmm. unquote. When one husband, Good luck, honey. Yeah. <laughs> When one husband became too much, she would just kill him and continue her search to find love. Oh, my gosh. Tom, or don't worry. Or her next You're life safe. insurance payout. <laughs> oh, shoot. And this was the story of the giggling granny, Nanny Hazel Doss. I cannot wait to see a picture of her. Wow. I told you it was insane. She didn't have all her cookies in a jar. No. You don't want to eat any of the cookies in her jar. <laughs> And especially because she was giggling all the time. She, that That's not normal. That's something wrong. Okay. I have to share. Here's a, this is a picture. This is literally right after she confessed to the murders of her husbands. This is her leaving the county attorney's office. So they're taking her to jail. Oh, my gosh. She is the cutest little pudgy grandma. Oh, my gosh. Listeners. Wait till you see this lady. You'd think she's like a little Mrs. Claus or something. She doesn't have gray hair. She's sh- no, but at she's all. just this happy little. But she's little... just this short, pudgy. Beth was right, pudgy lady, just a grinning for the camera. I mean, like this is my never... spotlight, ladies and gentlemen. You would never expect this. I mean, she looked like she just she just baked a really good cake, <laughs> and everybody liked it. Everybody loved it. <laughs> that was the thing. <laughs> Maybe you died. Maybe you didn't. Oh, <laughs> my God. Is that not insane? That is crazy. Yeah, I just couldn't picture this woman. But <laughs> I know. I, I know. She's this cute little thing. This is just more proof. More proof, ladies and gentlemen. You never know what's behind that smile. You never know somebody. Oh. You never really, truly know somebody. <laughs> if she was my next door neighbor. You I, wouldn't think anything of no. it. No. Because she'd probably come out 
Hi, Beth. How I are the know. boys today? Hi, boys. I made some chocolate chip cookies hey, fresh out of the oven. Do Beth, you want if some? you ever need someone to watch the kids, I'm here for you. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I just got... Oh, that's so funny. I was just to say I got chicken bumps. So Aiden, he's four and a half. And I don't remember what we were watching, but he said, ooh, I just got chicken bumps. <laughs> and I said, oh, they're goosebumps. And he goes, no, chickens are scared. You're a chicken. Chicken bumps. <laughs> and I said, that makes so much sense. It does. Because you're being a chicken. I just got chicken bumps. <laughs> Clever little four and a half year old who's uh, never eating cookies from anybody besides me ever again. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> and Nona. Yeah, yeah. I did bring cookies with me. Oh, no. <laughs> I've already eaten all of those. <laughs> I've already eaten most of those. So nice knowing you folks. Oh, my gosh. That's just horrible. Horrible. And they weren't just strangers. It was family. Like, it's one that thing. Just no, exactly. Stabs and me. Ugh. This does not make it right. But it's one thing when it's these husbands. But that it's another that it was her grandbabies and her own children. And her children. That's Jeez. just, it's the kid killing that I just, ugh, it's awful. Well, I'm going to move on from the giggling grandma to um, not one, but two hauntings. In oh, Alabama. I see a there, here. There are a lot of places in Alabama that have paranormal activity. I'm sure. But we've done the schools. We've done the asylum. We've done the mansions. We've done. I just wanted to do something a little different. Okay. It was different till last week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Listeners, we do not discuss our paranormal. So we do not know what we're doing. <laughs> and Beth decides last week she's going to do a road. <laughs> So I'm like, well, shoot, because <laughs> I don't have one, but I have two roads. <laughs> well, this better be spooky because we are in the spooky ooky season. It's almost Halloween. It Next is. week is our Halloween episode. <laughs> I can't wait. It's so exciting. Anyway, but focus on this now. Okay. Sorry. Okay. First story. The ghost of Highway 5. Sorry. It just makes me think of Pee Wee Herman. Even more so because of that trucks. Tell her Large Marge sent you. <laughs> Is it about Large Marge? That was a giggling grandma. It looks like Large Marge. <laughs> large Marge and the giggling granny. Oh, no. Not Large Marge. Okay. But so I looked up some trucker lingo, lingo so I could make it real. Here we go. Okay. If you're a trucker and you're listening to this, please <laughs> don't laugh. <laughs> please. <laughs> Please, we need to give her some nice feedback here. <laughs> Beware, truckers. You may want to hammer down if you're driving your 18-wheeler on Highway 5 between Natural Bridge and Jasper in Lynn, Alabama. So the story goes that several years ago, a teen couple went to their high school prom. On the way home, they got into an argument. It was, of course, a dark and rainy, foggy night. Of course. But the girl was determined to get out of the car and walk home on this lonely stretch of highway. The boy, sick of arguing, stopped the car, let his date out of the car, and roared off down the road. Now, as I said, visibility was poor because it was rainy and foggy. And while she was walking on the side of the highway... In her prom dress, of course. Yes, of course. Mm -hmm. And her high heels. She was, was hit white flowy dress. by an 18-wheeler. Oh, gosh. Maybe the trucker didn't even know he hit her. 
or maybe he did. Either way, the Yahoo drove off. Yahoo? Trucker lingo. Oh, boy. <laughs> I just think, Yahoo! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, movie, calm down. <laughs> I know my singing is that great. <laughs> Heard his ears. The dead girl was found the next morning. Mm. To this day, there are truckers that will take the long way around to avoid this stretch of the highway. Because they don't want to hit girls in their prom dress or because... No. You see, it is said that if you're driving your 18-wheeler on a rainy night down this stretch, this is spooky to me. Like, gives me the chills. It is very... chicken bumps? uh Uh-huh. It is very possible you may hear banging on your door. Oh, that is terrifying. While you're driving? Yes. Or see the face of a young woman peering in on you from the front window okay chicken bumps oh my god oh, <laughs> just my give god. you the creeps oh my god <laughs> they say the dead girl climbs onto the side of the oh, truck oh, oh, oh my god. <laughs> and peers into the window to see if it's the trucker that hit her oh my <laughs> gosh i hope you have no resemblance to that original trucker <laughs> There are many truckers that actually admit driving down that highway and getting chills. Mm. I mean, I read a couple of like little comments on different ghosts, sure. you know, and, and they were comments on this story. And um, several truckers said, yeah, I, I've gone down that road before and there's just something not right. Or I get just the heebie-jeebies and I just get spooked when oh, I'm on that road. no. Yeah. If you do happen on this stretch, keep the shiny side up and the rubber side down and have a safe trip. Okay. So, okay. so don't stop and wreck because. <laughs> okay. That's what that means? Yeah. Keep the shiny side up. So the top of the truck up <laughs> and the rubber side down the wheels. <laughs> Isn't that great? I liked it. I went through this trucker, you know, like what it means and stuff. It all makes perfect sense. (laughs) Like this makes perfect sense. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And like hammer down means just put the metal and go. Yes. (laughs) So that was the ghost of Highway 5. And I know it's a short story, but it gave me the creeps. No, that's I can just imagine driving down a road. I can't imagine driving down a road and then something just visibility is knocking on the side of my. Yeah. Oh. And then you see a face peering through the window Mm -mm. at you. Mm -mm. No, thank you. (laughs) Moving on, please. Jack Cole Road. This road is an unpaved road off of Highway 7 in Hayden, Alabama. The road is only 0.4 miles long. Okay. Okay. Hardly anything. No. Winding into a heavily wooded, dense forest. In fact, I looked at it on Google Maps, and you can't even see the road for the trees. I mean, the trees are so big, and and there's so so many of them. Wow. You see the beginning of the road, and then you kind of don't see the road. (laughs) So... I'm assuming the road leads to another road. It doesn't just like end in the woods. There's like, um, it does end, but then there's a little road that kind of branches off of it, but it's kind of a dead end. You don't go anywhere. (laughs) It kind of ends. Okay. (laughs) Even though this road is really small, it holds a lot of secrets. 
Beginning in the 1890s, people in this area reported strange noises and lights moving among the trees. There are claims by hunters that they would see strange animals. They would shoot the animal, but then walk into the area the animal dropped, and there would be nothing. In 1900, due to an outbreak of cholera, there were 60 deaths at the hospital that once sat on that road. In the early 1900s, a group of hunters came upon a small old house sitting in the middle of the forest. When they entered, they found the mummified body of a woman. So news of this finding spread, and soon the rumor started that this was the body of a witch. Of course. And all the strange things that people had experienced were due to this witch. Is the house still there? No, because... These sightings now include a Bigfoot-type creature, half man, half wolf. Of course. To put an end to the witch's curse, her small house was burned to the ground. That's so sad. I read that it was actually a group of boys that did that. Well, Not probably even, the same group of boys that, that were went in investigating. the old mill, the paper mill in, <laughs> yep. in Utah. This act didn't put an end to the strange activity on Jack Cole Road. In 1960s, Mr. Hall, a fruit grower who lived on the road, was murdered with an axe. Oh my gosh. One of the There's most... There's the axe. It's been a while since yeah, we've had an axe it, in our I had stories. to bring it back. One of the most vicious and horrible murders in the county. So there are houses on this short little road then? Very few. Yeah, there are. There's very few. Very few. I, I can't tell you. Like five maybe? Five or six? So and then few. is the hospital still there no, or is it just no. been hospitals, torn down? And, yeah, hospital okay. is no longer there. Jeez, though. It's a lot to happen in such a small span of space. Oh, there's more. Oh, okay. Sorry. An African-American man from the town was charged, but he and many of the townspeople insisted that he was innocent. The man died in prison. Mm, so if he awful. was innocent, that's where the investigation stopped. A civil rights photographer of the 60s Mentioned to friends that mm, strange and frightening things were happening in his house and in the woods around his home on Jack Cole Road. A few days later, he was found dead. Oh. Some reports say that he hung himself. And I read like two other ones that stated that his death was an un unexplained. Oh. On February 5th, 2015. Oh, wow. We're getting closer. 52-year-old Lisa Weaver disappeared mysteriously. Just vanished? Did she, she lived, live on the road? She lived on the road. Her son reported texting her and receiving a text from her around 2.37 p.m. He told her he was heading to their house on Jack Hole Road. Shortly thereafter, he received a call that his house was on fire. His house? The house on Jack Hole Road. Okay, he was her house. Okay. Is like an older teen. In the short time it took him to get there, the house was totally inflamed. Oh my gosh. It was feared by family and friends that Lisa had died in the fire. You see, Lisa was homeridden mm. and was tied to an oxygen tank. Oh, poor thing. She never left the house. Ugh. And she was only 52 years old. Oh, how sad. She had emphysema. Okay. Going through the burned rubble, Firefighters found only the three bodies of the family dogs, not Lisa. Poor puppies. Cadaver dogs were used as well as a helicopter to search the area. So I went online and from that, 
I don't think that Lisa was ever found. Really? Yeah. So I went through. But if she had an oxygen tank, those don't those like kind of explode? They could. They do explode. But there'd be some remnants of her. Why? It's terrible. Why would the dogs have been found? But not her. her. Yeah. Um, And even had she somehow gotten out of the house, you know, she was never found in the woods. Yeah, she's never found even out. Ooh. So even if she had passed away in the woods, the cadaver dogs would have found her. Sure. And nothing. So I went online to search whether there's an obituary for her so that maybe they had found and I just didn't find the Mm -hmm. article. Nothing. Oh, wow. She was still missing. Oh, gosh. That's that's spooky. That's weird. So to this day, residents of Jack Cole Road still report strange activity, including a dark, vapory figure walking alongside of the dirt road. It's probably death. Isn't death like walk around like a black slither thing with an axe on his shoulder? I don't remember ever seeing death walk around with an axe on his shoulder. Yeah, like that sharp thing. A Sith? A Sith? Sith. <laughs> Isn't it called Sith? Well, in all my stories, there's an axe. <laughs> all my horror stories. Okay. That's like Just the worst way to go. Like death as for Halloween. And you walk around with an axe, you might really scare people. Because they don't know I what don't you even are. trust myself they around won't know an what axe. you are. Holy... So, just if I have my say, I'd advise you not to go on this road, especially at night. But you couldn't anyway. <laughs> the few residents that live in the area got tired of people going down oh, this so road. Oh, so people were like going down into... Oh, no. And they put a gate up. I so blame only, them. You know, they can kind of unlock the gate and otherwise you can't. So, if these stories are true... They've locked themselves in <laughs> yeah. with whatever is oh. out there. <laughs> You're brave souls for even living on that road. Just my thought. If you guys this. live on that road, message us, please. <laughs> I, there was a house uh, for sale at it for a time, but okay. then recently it's not it's not uh, for sale anymore. So bummer. Yeah, I mean. It, it's a beautiful area. I mean, the woods are very sure. dense and I'm, you know, probably a lot of wildlife and and and, and a lot of wild creatures and stuff like that. Now, I did. I, of course, this could just be. I'm sorry. I'm put down on this. This could be legend. Um, I did read. You are such a skeptic. I know. I did read a lot of accounts of people, actually. And and. There's a lot of death on that little road. Weaver did. I mean, this really did happen. You know, that wasn't far-fetched. And the photographer really did die. Um, so I don't know about that. But there's a gal that's, that said that she had, uh, her grandparents had a place that they used to go visit them and, and like a vacation cabin okay. kind of thing on that road. She never experienced anything. And, you know, that part of these stories there wasn't even a hospital there and and i mean it's yeah just i like, mean i don't understand how a hospital would just they don't usually tear down those big buildings they turn it into something something unless maybe there was a fire there too i don't know Ugh. or maybe because of the cholera they just wanted to get rid of everything i i, I have no idea well, there's still like tb hospitals and all that kind of stuff from back in the day like yeah you're right i don't know 
I don't know. So I know I'm the skeptic with us. So I always have to throw those things in. Gosh, mom, it was spooky. And then you have to get all logical on us. (laughs) Holly. And it's my story. I know. Thanks. (laughs) Well, there's the paranormal or not. (laughs) It would be cool, though, to go with a with some paranormal uh, equipment. And just kinda... and break in since now it's a gated street. <laughs> but they so don't break the law, listeners. Go through the woods. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> oh yes, she did. I didn't. She did. <laughs> oh, alrighty. Not my favorite drink. Sorry. Yeah, pass the rest over to me. I will. Touche though on the. You didn't like last week's, and I don't like this week's, so... Yeah, I had to get even with you. Yeah, you did that. Next week, I'm in charge of the beverage, and it is our Halloween episode, episode 40. And usually on the 10s, <laughs> 10, 20, 30, we do... 40, 50, 60. <laughs> we do same place, different time, but we're... We're, we're doing that still, we but are. it's got way more of a spookiness to it. Definitely. And some personal, I did an interview and oh my gosh, I'm so excited. We're so excited for the Halloween episode. And bonus for Patreon, I just went on a paranormal investigation overnight at the Vale Mansion in Independence, Missouri. Yes, she did. I was not there. She did. <laughs> yes. Ma- it was last minute. I got a hold of the founder of Apex Paranormal. Shout out to you. And we got a last minute investigation in there. They book really quickly for investigation. So I was happy to get this. Super spooky. Amazing place. The history is spectacular. Very friendly spirits and not so friendly spirits. So I'd love to share all those details for Halloween with our patron with our patrons she actually has a photo to post oh I have several photos it was pretty spooky it was an awesome experience and I've already put it in the books that I'm taking mom next time there's a few places that you are taking oh a few we already have like a road trip planned we need to go to the Villisca and then we'll work our way up to Chicago and visit Sissy but we also have to stop and visit with Pink and do an investigation with them yeah post town oh my gosh I'd love to go there (laughs) and then we also have to meet up with the SWPI group out in Michigan oh my gosh Obi you ready for this dude we're gonna take a road (laughs) trip as soon as it gets warmer out yeah i'm not traveling through the snow no all right so next week's halloween episode join us on patreon it's five dollars a month you can find us at patreon.com backslash killer hangover podcast we also have a link in the description of this episode also you can find a link on our website which is www.killerhangoverpodcast.wordpress.com got that wordpress.com yes and you can find us on instagram and facebook and all those good social media sites you can email us your stories yes please please and there's also a contact page on our website just makes it real easy to send us a message that's right and we will answer them we do we always do we take turns answering so you're either going to get a message from mom or myself or obi 
Woof. <laughs> thank you, guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Have a fantastic rest of your week. This was another fun episode, Mom. It was, honey. Cheers. Cheers, Mama. Love you, kid.